Welcome to training from Scott Ross Online. Scott Ross is a highly sought after and internationally acclaimed personal development and leadership coach who speaks to more than 50,000 people a year. The same strategies he's taught top executives are available to you through programs like this one. We encourage you to take notes and listen to this audio multiple times for maximum results. And now, here's Scott. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. This is episode 103. You're going to be able to get to the show notes for everything you hear about today at scottrossonline.com slash 103. That's just the number 103, scottrossonline.com slash 103. Today's show is going to be absolutely packed with nuggets. You're going to love our special guest. Before I get to him, I do want to ask a favor. Please go into iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcast and rate the podcast and review it. It's how those services decide how you rank what podcasts get seen. And so if you think that there's value in this podcast, we want more people to be able to hear it. And the way they're going to find it is by you participating and ranking and reviewing the podcast. I cannot thank you enough for that. So with that said, guys, let's turn to the guest we have for today's episode, and I am so excited to have this gentleman with us on the podcast today. His name is Michael Mayer. He is the author of The Seven Levels of Communication, How You Go From Relationships to Referrals, and it is a bestseller on Amazon. It sold well over 200,000 copies. It's been number one in the real estate category on Amazon. And many of you may be thinking, well, I'm not in real estate. Trust me, this guy is an absolute guru when it comes to the areas of communication and building referrals, which is going to apply to every single one of us. He owns his own real estate firm in the Kansas City area, and he is referred to as the referral guru. He is the most referred real estate professional on LinkedIn. His referral strategies turned him into a seven-figure earner in his industry in just three years. He travels all over the nation speaking and consulting with salespeople and business organizations and teaching them his philosophy to take their business to another level. We're so excited and honored to have him. Michael, thanks for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. I'm on the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. How exciting. And thank you. It's always an honor and a privilege to to be talking with you. So thank you. Absolutely. So Michael, fill in anything I may have left out of that little introduction. You know, tell us a little bit about your personal life. Well, I'll tell you is, you know, especially in real estate sales, but in sales in general, we get known by a lot of titles, right? Referral guru, which is, you know, a a title that somebody else put on me and North America's most referred real estate professional, um, you know, hall of famer, uh, double diamond award winner, moving America forward, entrepreneurial award winner. And, 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 you know, they, they give you all these titles, but the titles that mean the most to me are husband and father and that's you know what I really do is I help people align what's written in their business plan with what's written on their tombstone and that and that's what I do you know we don't want Hall of Famer uh, you know entrepreneur of the year on our tombstone right we want loving husband loving father and uh, you know uh, my wife Sherry my son Max I have a rescue dog, a little Jack Russell Terrier named Lucky. Uh, I call him Lucky because he's a rescue dog. So, uh, But I have to tell you that we're the lucky ones for having Lucky. Uh, so we live in Atlanta. My team's in Kansas City. My, my real estate company's in Kansas City. Uh, and we do business all over the world, which is why we moved to Atlanta four years ago uh, to uh, for the weather, for the airport, and uh, for the opportunities for my son. So. 
Awesome. Well, it's so funny. We have that in common with the rescue dog thing. I won't bore you or our listeners, but uh, some of them know I have this long, uh, you know, circuitous tale about rescuing a toy poodle. And I never thought I would be a guy with kind of a little girly foo-foo dog. And meanwhile, the, <laughs> that dog has become one of the favorite things in my life. So uh, love what that. What kind of dog is it? It's a toy poodle. And uh, so you can laugh at me when dog. we're off. That's an accessory. <laughs> you're absolutely right i again don't want to bore you or or our listeners but i've got some very funny tales about me taking the dog uh, or having to pick up the dog unexpectedly from the groomer my wife sending me there and i'm walking out with this absolutely blinged out it's ridiculous anyway (laughs) let's uh let's move back to uh what's at hand which is you know i want to talk about your book i absolutely love your book and i love the format of the book it's told as a story kind of a socratic tale and by reading the story, we learn a lot. And it's one of my, my favorite formats, some of my favorite books, The Goal or Gung Ho, really anything by Ken Blanchard's written that way. Kind of tell me about your inspiration for the book. What was going on that caused you to write it? And, you know, give us some of the, the key learnings for, for those of us who haven't read it. Yeah. So I have to tell you, I mean, I, I got into real estate, um, honestly, just to learn more about how to invest in real estate because I knew I wanted to invest uh, down the line. And, and I tried a lot of the ways that typical salespeople are taught, uh, the cold calling, the door knocking, the spamming, I mean, the emailing and, and other things. And, uh, I, I just didn't, it didn't feel right. So I knew that I was going to need to go down the, the referral path. So I, I went down that path, like I do anything hundred percent with gusto. And within three years, uh, I had netted over a, a million dollars in selling real estate, which, you know, is, is unheard of, uh, selling, selling a hundred million is not a, a selling a million dollars in real estate is nothing, right? That could be one house in California, but netting a million, which means your, your commission earnings is, is pretty rare. And it was even more rare for a Kansas city guy, uh, especially three years in the business. So I, I honestly, I have to tell you, like a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening to this, it's like you, you, you don't even know what you're doing is special because you're going to work every day and all you think about are the problems that you're having and the challenges that you're facing and you're, you're, you're nose deep in it and you're, you're working your butt off. And I did not know what I was doing was special until a guy by the name of Howard Brinton uh, interviewed me in a similar style as this. He interviewed me for something called Star Power Star uh, of the Month. And I did the interview. He had a list of 100,000 people, that agents, that he sent that out to. As soon as the interview came out, I was inundated with emails uh, and phone calls to find out how the heck are you getting 500 referrals a year when the average agent gets five? You know, we were truly 100xing the process and the system. And so they'd ask me about the house wing parties or the triangle of trust or the networking stack or the, you know, the different things that we do. And I would send them the system. I would actually send them the checklist, the procedures. But I knew that I was only sending them an answer, not the answer. So I knew I needed to write a book to give them the answer, the whole answer, uh, the answer to becoming North America's most referred real estate professional or any most referred professional is, is not one strategy right? It's, it's a mindset. It's a holistic system of systems, if you will. So um, I was like a lot of guys who say, I need to write a book. <laughs> you know, they, they say they need to write a book, but they don't write a book. 
And then, Scott, on December 18th, 2007, I flatlined. I actually heard my own heart uh, flatline. I, I died for 37 seconds due to blood clots. I had three in each lung and one through a heart from a supposedly routine knee surgery. And that night, with a, you know, after surgery and in ICU, I wrote the outline of the seven levels of communication. And what's interesting is, is a lot of what I wrote that night, you know, made it in the book and were the, the, the structure and skeleton of the book. And, you know, this book is about generosity and appreciation and using the two most powerful, in my opinion, the two most powerful and, and humane tools of influence, generosity and appreciation. You know, guys, we talk a lot about, you know, making sure and, and uh, Michael's referred to it even earlier in this podcast, just making sure that your life is in alignment with your priorities and your passions, that your calendar could prove to someone objectively that you're pursuing your priorities and your passions. You got a wake up call there that day and it really kind of changed the course of, of what you were doing. Is that accurately stated? 100%. And, you know, it, it bore a quote that a lot of people have associated with me. And I say in, in the introduction, you know, don't wait for a life-changing event to change your life. And you can change it today. You can change on a dime. So don't, don't wait for the heart attack to start walking, you know, for exercise. Don't wait for the lung cancer to set in to quit smoking, right? You know, so on and so forth. Don't wait for a life-changing event. You know, it's like, I'll go until, you know, X. Well, don't go until X. Just make it happen. Awesome. Now, talk to me about these seven levels of communication. Yeah. So these are the seven levels of business communication, which is kind of an interesting thought, is I, I, I got the book out with the seven levels of communication title, and I had a, a, a agent tell me that, listen, if you change this to uh, the seven levels of marketing, then you will sell like 10,000 of these copies. I can guarantee you'll sell 10,000. And I said, no, you know, yes, I know marketing is a bigger buzzword than communication. But what, what people are finding out is that we are evolving from a marketing uh, world to a communication world. It's going to be more about communicating uh, than marketing. And so I called it the seven levels of communication because it truly is about communication, one-on-one, -on -one, uh, in, in, in uh, powerful private settings, right? So the seven levels of communication, the bottom level is advertising. The, the, that's the lowest level of, of communication in business. The next level above that is direct mail, right? You can be more targeted. Uh, you know, people have to touch it, feel it. And then right above that is going to be electronic communication, which includes email, it includes video email, it includes uh, text messaging, right? So those are the bottom three levels of business communication. And I call that the informational zone, the informational zone. Those levels are great for informing, they're great for conforming, uh, confirming, and, and they're pretty good for, for introducing, like a three-way email to introduce or to introduce a product. Hey, listen, use... Uh, you know, use the, the, the advertising. Uh, then you have the middle level of the seven levels, which is handwritten notes. It's kind of the buffer zone. But I will tell you that the most powerful marketing piece 
that leaves a business's office on a daily basis uh, is not a flyer, it is not a brochure, it's not an email, it's a handwritten note. It's the most powerful message you can deliver. And then you have the top three levels. This is the phone calls, above that are events and seminars, and the very top level is one-on-one -on -one meetings. And when I say one-on-one, -on -one, I mean one-on-one. -on -one. There are things that a person would disclose in a one-on-one -on -one that they would never even bring up if there was just one other person in the room. So those top three levels I call the influential zone. And we need to be spending, as entrepreneurs, 80% of our time in the influential zone. We need to be on the phone, we need to be attending and hosting events and seminars, and we need to be having one-on-one -on -one meetings, not just with clientele, or even potential clientele, but we also need to have one-on-ones with potential referral sources. Potential referral sources, and that's actually how I grew my business so quickly, is I didn't see people as potential clients. I saw people as potential referral sources, and all of a sudden, I treated everybody as important, everybody as valuable, and they became important and valuable to my business by referring me, even if they weren't the one that was going to be using my services. So, uh, you know, leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And that's why, you know, that we need to really be spending our time in that top, the, those top three categories, the influential zone. They're great for influencing, they're great for convincing, and they're great for selling. And quite honestly, as an entrepreneur, isn't our real job influencing, convincing, and selling? So if that's our job, we should be spending most of our time in the influential zone. Right on. So that kind of leads me right into this idea of you being the referral guru. You know, all of us have heard a million times, if you've been in business 10 minutes, you've heard ask for referrals, ask for referrals. Why don't we actually do it, Michael? Why? What is it that keeps the average entrepreneur from following that simple discipline of, of, of making referrals a core part of their business? Now, here's the thing. I, I want you to know, asking for referrals and making referrals a core part of your business are two dichotomous opposites, just so you know that. Okay, so if referrals are truly the core of your business, then your messaging is going to be about building relationships and and uh, and a ref and referrals. But I have to tell you that asking for referrals is more likely to repel referrals than it is to welcome referrals. In fact, we we have a coaching and training company. Uh, we we you know we we help hundreds and thousands of people with this process. And if we catch you verbally asking for referrals, you are kicked out of our community and not allowed to be put back in. You are not allowed to ask for referrals in the generosity generation. And because here's the thing is asking for referrals is a myth. It is truly a myth that has been passed on for generation after generation. The, the people who are teaching it and training it aren't asking for referrals, right? So, so here's the thing, right? Is which is better, asking for referrals or attracting referrals? Well, clearly, attracting referrals would be superior. Yeah, which is better, asking for referrals or or earning referrals, right? And the thing is, is is we have to we have to earn referrals. We have to the better thing to do is to get referrals. So number one is interestingly enough the referral guru says don't ask for referrals 
So that that's counterintuitive, or not not counterintuitive. It's actually intuitive, but it's counter to what's been trained for for years. The reason people don't ask for referrals is not because of their drunk monkey. It's not because of them. It's not because of their fears of rejection or fears of being turned down. Or it, The reason people don't ask for referrals, even though they've been told to, is because they're good people. Right? We, we understand in our heart of hearts that you know we should not do unto another that we don't want done unto us. We should do unto others what we want done unto us. Well, here's the thing. Nobody likes to be asked for referrals, so they don't want to ask others and put them in the same position. Not only that, it's awkward for both people, and it's selfish because the only person who wins from that conversation is the asker of the referral. And, and But going for the win in this case actually ends up a lose-lose. I have to tell you that I just did a huge mastermind in, in Las Vegas, 2,500 people there. And we, we had a, a private mastermind. And there was a gentleman, 6'4", 250, big gentleman, former NFL lineman in the front row, nearly in tears halfway through our mastermind. Because he had gone to these different trainings that were given. And so he had gone to his sphere, to the people that he knew, and he had asked them for referrals. He'd gone through a class and he asked this way. And then he went through a different class and they gave him a different way to ask. So he went and he asked this way. Well, he was at Costco the, the week before this mastermind, and he saw two of the people that were in his, his community, in his sphere, people he knew. And when he turned the corner, he saw them turn their backs and walk away. His fear, his, his community of people, the people he knew, now will not talk to him. They won't answer the phone. And they're actually turning away and walking away because they don't want to be sold. They don't want to talk to him because all they think they're going to do is, is he's going to want something from them. And, and, and now he's in a different NFL. The NFL he was in before was the National Football League. But now this guy's in the no friends left league. Right. So, so we, you know, he's like, Oh my God, I wish I would have, you know, been in this earlier and big guy nearly in tears. It was, it was a interesting moment in the mastermind, but the, the key here is not asking for referrals. It's having more referral conversations, right? That, and the difference is asking for referrals is a one way street a referral conversation is a two way street. So we have to think who would actually like, to have a referral conversation with me. And that opens up a, a whole new realm of, of attitude and mindset on how to go about building a referral business. So that was exactly what I was going to ask is, so obviously the asking for referrals that we've all been taught is a no-go. So what is a referral conversation and what should our mindset be? I mean, give us some practical things that, you know, the listeners right now can go out and start doing today with the people they're interacting with. I have to tell you that the, the fastest I can tell you is remember referrals is not a question. Referrals is an answer, right? The answer is referrals. So, so what we have in life, especially with these entrepreneurs that listen to the, the Scott Ross leadership podcast, these are people who are big time givers. And, and I have to tell you, I mean, I teach about generosity and appreciation. That's what I truly believe. Those are the two most powerful tools of influence. At the very least, they're the most human and 
humane tools of influence and and generosity right when when somebody gives something to you right that's surprising and adds value to your life you have the urge to to do what scott right give back return the favor yeah give back reciprocate so so and and i'll get to the appreciation in a second but let's stay on generosity here's the thing you you do generosity. You you help someone above and beyond, surprise them with a wow, and they they say, oh my gosh, uh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much for helping me achieve this goal, conquer this challenge, or uh, perform this this interest that I have more or better, right? And and then they say something that is magic. They say, Scott, what can I do for you? Or they say, Scott, how can I help you? And the answer is referrals. Anytime someone says, what can I do for you? You say referrals. Anytime someone says, how can I help you? Your answer is referrals. No matter what the setting, no matter where you're at, the answer is referrals. So, so they're going to, so, you know, they're, they're going to say, oh my gosh, I didn't even know what, I mean, it's amazing. Like, who are you looking for? What are you looking for? You know, I didn't even know you were in business. I mean, that's the worst one, right? So, you know, the answer is referrals. Does that help? Absolutely. It's brilliant. Yeah. Here's the other thing that it does, right? Is in, in, in what I'm finding is I am teaching people two things. I'm teaching them how to be proactively generous, how to practice proactive generosity. Proactive means surprising, uh, uh, you know, ahead of time. It, it's not giving back. It's actually giving massive value first. It's actually giving first, right? So how to practice proactive generosity. And, and we don't call our morning calls lead generation, because nobody wants a lead and nobody wants to be a lead, which is kind of funny. Um, what we call our morning calls is generosity generation. So we're actually generating generosity. We're actually calling with the spirit of generosity. We're calling to help people. And guess what? Everybody on our team and everybody in our company loves making these calls because there's not a sale that has to be made from the call. But you know what's funny? We make a lot of sales. And then the, the other thing that I teach people is, is there's a great book called Give, Give and Take. And it's one of those books where it, it justifies and solidifies all of my thoughts from a research. It's empirical data for the generosity generation, essentially. It, it's a great book by a guy named Adam Grant. And it's one of those where uh, the top salespeople in the world and the worst salespeople in the world. They just studied all these salespeople. And they, they put them into two bins, what their sales were, and then were they a giver, a taker, or a matcher, right? And so they, they did the study. They wanted to find out who were the best salespeople, right? So, so the worst salespeople, believe it or not, well, who do you think were the worst salespeople, the givers, the takers, or the matchers? Well, I would imagine the takers would have been the worst salespeople. Yeah, yeah. And here's what Adam thought the same thing. But what he found is the givers. The, there was this group of givers that were the, they did horrible in sales, right? And then just like you thought, the next level above that were the takers. Takers did not do well in sales. And then above that, 
they, he, you know, as he hypothesized, there was a group of matchers. Matchers did really well in sales. In fact, all the way up to the top 5% of sales. It, the majority were matchers, right? I give, you receive, it, it's a, you know, honestly, life is a little bit about homeostasis, right? About balance. So it's, it's the give and take makes sense that it would be. But here's what he found. He found that there was another group at the very tip of the top. The top 1% to 5%. A new majority came through. And that new majority was givers. So not only were the worst salespeople in the world givers, but the top salespeople in the world were givers. So he analyzed what is the difference between the worst salespeople who are givers and the top salespeople who were givers. And the top salespeople, let's call the bottom ones the sacrificial lambs, because that's that's what they are, right? They're giving, they're giving, they're giving. And then and then the top, let's call them the roaring lions. And the roaring lions had learned something. They had learned how to be appreciative receivers. They had learned how to receive, and they had learned how to, to leverage the power of appreciation, right? So, so that's the other thing I teach is, is how to be an appreciative receiver. And I will tell you that expressing appreciation is an art form. It is an art form. It is a skill that needs to be developed, and it is something more than just saying thank you. Awesome. So guys, we will have links to that book as well as Michael's book, of course, on scottrossonline.com slash 103 within the show notes. So Michael, I actually want to hear what one of these generosity conversations sounds like. I'd love for you to kind of walk us through that. But before we get to that, I just need to take a moment and thank our sponsor. You know, one of the things that people wonder about me is how it's possible that I read as much as I do. You know, I just pour through books and I'm constantly filling my mind with new information and it really gives me an edge in the marketplace. And people just say, how is it possible? Where does the time come from to do all that reading? And my secret weapon, I have to tell you, is something called Audible. I have been an Audible subscriber since the very launch of the platform and it is my favorite app on my phone. I use use it every single day. Whenever I'm in my car, I am on Audible. What is Audible? Audible is instant availability to almost every audiobook that's ever been made. And so anytime I'm in my car, I am listening to books. I am listening to new, better information. For the listeners to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast, we have a very special opportunity. You can get any book you want for free right now. It doesn't matter how much it would have cost you. It could be a $40 book, a $60 book, free book, and a 30-day trial to the Audible subscription platform. I've been a Platinum member forever. I cannot recommend it enough. If you will go to audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. That's audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. You can get any book you want for free and 30 days to try Audible. It works on every smartphone. Of course, you can download the books down onto your PC or into your phone if you would like to so that they're not streaming. You can get to it a lot of different ways, but all I'm telling you is this is the secret weapon. Turn your car Turn your drive time into a university. And whenever you're not listening to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast, which should be your top priority, you will be listening to fantastic books through Audible. Audibletrial.com slash Scott Ross. Get a free book and a 30-day trial. 
Michael, um, I want to go back to something you said earlier, and, and that is this idea of the generosity conversation. You know, how does that sound? What does that look like? You know, we're starting to make our calls for the day, and we do think of them as prospecting calls or whatever. Tell me, g- give me, you know, what what is it that we're giving someone in that call that makes it a generosity conversation? Yeah, so so great question. So let me ask you this, right? So we'll, we'll just we'll just. Uh, let me just ask you some questions and we'll take it from there, right? So first of all, what, what is the name of your toy poodle? Cole. What is it? Cole, like a lump of coal. C-O-A-L? It's actually a play on words. C-O-L-E, but yes. Okay. Whatever. Okay. So, okay. So Cole, and Cole is a boy or a girl? It's a boy. And you let your girlfriend take it to, and, and there better not have been any pink bows in Cole. I'm just throwing that out there, right? So, so Cole is, is your toy poodle, right? And, and how old's Cole? Cole's about four years old now. Okay. Are you going to get another dog? We are looking at another dog, yes. Yeah, what kind would you get? Well, we're looking at something bigger, <laughs> something mm-hmm. a little manlier, so we can balance it out in the Ross household. <laughs> I love it. And then, uh, so uh, now, is, is, do you, are you married, Scott? I am. Tw- uh, Twenty-three and, years, uh, three kids. Married? And you have three kids. Yes. What's What's the most enjoyable thing you do with your kids? Uh, well, we, uh, we do tons of stuff together. We, we're a big homeschool family, so we're together all the time. So I guess I'd say travel. We travel a lot. Yeah. Any big trips planned for the end of this year? We're going to Dubai. No, are you really? Yeah. Wow. What's taking you to Dubai? Is it, is it merely curiosity and vacation? Or yes. Something just specific? for the fun of it. Yeah. Where are you staying there? Do you know? Yeah. The Atlantis. No way. That is good. When is that? <laughs> well, it'll be in December. So, okay. Fantastic. And have you been to Dubai before? We have not been to Dubai. This will be our first time to Dubai. Have you been to Atlantis before? We have been to Any the, of the others? Yeah, we've been to the original Atlantis in the Bahamas. Bahamas? Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And then do your kids play sports at all? Not really. They're uh, they're into theater and speech and debate, and uh, they're musicians. So that keeps us busy. All life is a theater. That's right? correct. Absolutely. All life is a stage. That's what it is, right? Um, cool. And then, uh, what do you do for fun? What do you do when you're not doing the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast? And maybe even even when you're not spending time with your kids, what do you what do you do for fun? Well, I love to. Uh, we love to. Read. Well, I love to. I'm a musician myself, so I play a little bit of music. Um, I'm real active. What instrument? Uh, piano and guitar. Oh, my son just started uh, guitar lessons on Monday. He's seven, so uh, that's good stuff. And I, I'd love it for him to learn those two instruments. Is is it easier to start with the guitar and go piano, or how do you start? It really uh, doesn't matter. I mean, piano would be terrific in terms of him getting a foundation in music theory. But, of course, the mm-hmm. chicks dig guitar, so. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's where we're going. He, he wanted electric, and I said, dude, go with acoustic. It travels. Yes, and, um, and sitting around a campfire with an acoustic will never be a bad situation for him. I can promise that. It, it, exactly. Um, cool. And then for uh, the end of this year, what, what kind of goals do you have, uh, you know, uh, for your podcast or for business? 
Well, I mean, we're wanting to uh, get our podcast into the top 100 on the iTunes store. So that's a big goal of ours. We're right now hovering around 170-ish. And, uh, you know, we also have uh, a couple of other streams of business that we're looking to double our our business by the end of the year. So So let's, let's step out. Right. So let's kind of end the conversation there if you're okay with it. Yeah. So here, here, let's say we hung up right now here. Here's how I would follow up. And this, this gives you a, a brief synopsis, right? So you have a dog named Cole uh, and that's a toy poodle. And so I would check Amazon for some type of an accessory for Cole, right? Something that's cool. Something that, um, you know, uh, could go on the collar maybe. Right. And, and just something that, that maybe you wouldn't have, right? Like I know that you wouldn't have it, right? Not a bow, but maybe a kick butt belt, right? That makes him look more manly. Um, and then uh, the Dubai trip. So I would also be on Amazon, and I would, um, I would be looking at books for on Dubai. Like you're traveling to Dubai, how do we maximize that, uh, that trip? Right, and if there's something specific about Atlantis, uh, I would also grab uh, a book and ship that to you. Right, and then also here is what I'm going to do for sure. Right after this is you want to get your podcast in the top hundred. You know we've we've got eighty some thousand uh, in the generosity generation, and uh, I'm going to uh, promote uh, the Scott Ross podcast to all of them. Uh, let's let's get you from 170 to the top 100. So so that's how I would follow up from this call that that's I'm, I'm only here to help I'm only here to listen and then I, I but generosity is love in action right love is the most powerful force in the world it also happens to be the most underused force in the world you know generosity is is the use of love it is love in action so that's where you know I can love you and I can listen to you and I can enjoy this conversation but until I put something into action then it's not generosity. It's not influence, right? It starts with love, but the the, the manifestation of the love is generosity. So, um, so if if you got a book on Dubai, like in November, if you got something for Cole immediately, uh, if you uh, hit the top 100, and and I had a part of that, would would that be of value to you? Absolutely, for sure. You would go right to the top of the list of uh, favorite people in the Ross family. <laughs> yeah, with your wife and three kids, right? That's right. Who are homeschooled. That's right. And uh, are in theater. And how cool is that, right? So the nice thing to you would be tickets to a to a play, maybe, right, for the whole family. Yeah, terrific. Absolutely. Right. So so all of that's in my notes, right? And that's that's I just did a generosity generation call with you. That's that's exactly how it goes. So that's exactly what I wanted to ask. And by the way, thank you for taking that time. That's terrific. And that really fleshes it out in our minds. Um, So you have your staff calling their potential prospects, but instead of calling and asking for referrals or the, you know, elevator pitch of, Hey, I'm a realtor or whatever it is that the people who are listening might be in the business of doing you're calling and simply inquiring about them and taking a bunch of notes that are going to give you ideas of how you can add immediate value to them. And then my, I get, I want to confirm that's right. And then I have a follow-up, which is then do you just wait for them to reply and want to bring referrals to you or want to help you? Or is there a 
strategy for the follow-up once you've added that value to them, like once you've sent the book or once you've, you know, made that connection for them or whatever? Well, so, so, you know, if we continued the conversation, right, that we just had, I would say, okay, Scott, you probably feel like you just played a game of 20 questions and, and I kind of apologize, but honestly, I'm genuine, I'm genuinely curious in, in, you know, what you do, what you love to do and so on and so forth. Cause I want to add value. You know, I've asked you a lot of questions. Is there any question that you would like to ask me? Uh-huh. And so that spurs me on to say, well, tell me about you. And, and it's almost that same give and take situation where I feel almost obligated to at least know something about you. Like, tell me about your business. You know, how can I be of assistance or be a, you know, bring a win to you or things of that nature? Yeah. The number one question that I get is how can I help you uh, or what can I do for you? Right. And that's where I go referrals. Right. I'm going I'm to answer referrals. Like, I mean, if you would have said, what can I do for you? I would have said referrals, you know, make that your instinctive, <clears throat> instinctive, uh, response, right? Somebody says, how can I help you? Or what can I do for you? You just say referrals. I don't care if they're eight years old or 88 years old. Right. And it's just make that your instinctive response because you just never know. I have hundreds of stories of me applying the answer is referrals. And we probably have another hundreds of stories of our, you know, clientele and people that we've taught over the years who, who have gotten phenomenal opportunities simply because their snap answer was referrals to somebody asking how they can help them. Terrific. So I guess that leads to just a, a one last question, which is what can we do for you? I mean, how, how can the people who are listening to this podcast be of value to you and how can we connect with you and follow up to uh, continue to benefit from your wisdom? Referrals, right? <laughs> <laughs> Referrals. You know, we have, we have three funnels. We have three uh, ways that we help people and the three ways that we have to help people the do-it-yourselfers, you guys probably know entrepreneurs who are do-it-yourselfers. They're, they're the people that just, they want to learn it themselves, they want to crunch it, and they want to go out and they want to crush it, right? And those, we, we have the books, and we have action guides, and we have an audiobook for them. And they can you can get that on the bookonreferrals.com uh, or miraclemorningagent.com. So the one I would suggest based on this conversation is the book on referrals.com, which will take you to Amazon site so that you can pick an ebook or a book, a paperback, hardback, or, uh, you know, however you want to take that in. And then we have a do it with you, um, way that we can help you, which is our coaching and our training. We will literally sit down with you and create the ultimate client appreciation program for you and your business. And then, we have a do it for you uh, funnel. And that's where, listen, you don't have the time uh, to, to do this or you, you're maybe at the stage of needing to hire an assistant. Instead of hiring an assistant, hire Refer CRM. Refer CRM is our done for you product, which is we have virtual assistants who run the 7L system. They are referral managers for companies. So what we do is we hire them, recruit them, train them on the 7L system in, in the ways of what we do. And then uh, you hire us and then we call for you. 
We text message for you. We write your handwritten notes for you. We will help you design your client appreciation program. But not only will we help you design it, we'll actually help you execute most of the communication for that event, you know, the events that we're going to help you produce. Um, so that's the Refer CRM. If people are interested in that, go to referrcrm.com. That is our flagship offering. That's the thing that we're definitely most known for is, is this referrcrm.com. Refer CRM, you don't only get a CRM, but you get somebody to run your CRM for you. You get a referral manager who runs the CRM. Terrific. Well, Michael, it's been absolutely outstanding having you on the podcast. I know that the listeners here have had major breakthroughs in their understanding of how to build their businesses using referrals. A major aha moment there on the difference between asking for referrals and giving and being a generosity uh, generation person that will just naturally bring referrals back to themselves. So can't thank you enough for that. Um, guys, we will be linking to everything that he mentioned here on the show notes, scottrossonline.com slash 103. And uh, you'll be able to get to his book. You'll be able to get to him on social media. You'll be able to follow up on any one of those three funnels that might have interested you. Michael, thank you again so much for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Always, always an honor and privilege. And uh, let me just say this from all your listeners is that I will tell you that you are adding a ton of value to the industry, to entrepreneurship. I mean, business owners, small business owners, especially the hardest workers on the planet, and you're feeding them, you're feeding them and inspiring them. And I just want to say thank you from all of your listeners. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate that. So guys, everything that he talked about is going to be available in scottrossonline.com slash 103. I'll put links to his information, to his book, and we'll also have a lot more valuable information I'm going to put there in the show notes. Make sure you go out and check that out. Also, please guys, rate and review this podcast on your favorite service and uh, follow us on Twitter at scottrossonline. Leave us feedback and comments on how the show is impacting you, questions you may have. We interact that way with all of our our listeners. Guys, thanks again for being a participant, for being a listener. We're so grateful for you and uh, we can't wait to be with you again next time. Until then, keep raising your lid. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed this audio program. For more resources to further your development as a world-class leader and for success strategies and tactics in all areas of your life, please visit scottrossonline.com and be sure to connect with Scott on Facebook and Twitter using the ID at scottrossonline.com. 